0: All right. Hello. Yo. Fuck, I don't want to say that again. Ah, Dan, edit that out. You do it every time. You replace
1: it with the sound of a duck quacking.
0: Welcome back to How Not To Be An Arsehole, season three, episode seven.
1: The 173rd most popular podcast in New Zealand right now.
0: Hundred and what? 73rd. Not bad. Yeah. Better than
1: some, worse than others.
0: But it could be better. Um... Dom, you happy the UFC's back?
1: Yes and no. Um, I feel guilty because probably we're gonna get coronavirus, but also been a bit bored.
0: Yeah. Um, um, our listeners may be happy or sad, but there was a couple of things I did wanna talk about. So A, there, there's some good and bad to take from the UFC that isn't actually about people punching each other, right? The bad is obviously Dana White's piece of shit. And did you see they had the media who were in attendance sign non-disparagement orders?
1: This is a weird thing to have in the intro, because I feel like this is what you want to bring people in. This is The intro is to bringing people in, and then you need to make them listen to UFC.
0: Yeah. Yeah, probably. But here we are. (laughs) Did you hear that, though? Yeah. Pretty fucking (laughs) wild.
1: Well, he's on the fucking Donald Trump... um, Economic advisory, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. So it's not really surprising.
0: No, it's not. We, we know that he's a piece of shit now, which kind of adds to that guilt of that being I feel really
1: conflicted paying my money to watch that shit. But then at the same time,
0: you know. It's the only sport you like?
1: But the whole country was fucking, the whole of New Zealand was um, ecstatic about being able to, eat, able to eat McDonald's and KFC again, so, <laughs> you know, I'm in good company.
0: Yeah, true that. The the good I took from it was – so my nephew, like, is really starting to get into it and knows lots of fighters and stuff. And straight after the fights, he came out and was like, I'm is, he's, uh, he's like, I want to be Israel Adesanya and Max Holloway. And I was like, why do you like those guys? And I forget what he said, but I just said Israel's the best, but he said Max Holloway has a son my age. I was like, yeah, pretty good reasons. But straight after that, I went on my Instagram and Israel was talking about police brutality unapologetically. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool because the sport doesn't always have the most savoury characters in it, right, or the best mm-hmm. role models. And But then for the last two days, he's been going on about Justin Gaethje nonstop. And Justin Gaethje finished his fight and somewhat coherently said that he <laughs> wants to work in human services and be a social worker. And I was like, that's kind of heartening.
1: Yeah, he seemed like a nice guy. Fuck anyway, welcome to man. How Not To
0: Be An Asshole. Um It's <laughs> not an just...
1: MMA podcast. <laughs> We're um, just
0: waiting for that to be over. <laughs> you
1: can uh, subscribe, listen to the bloody do the thing with the Patreon. I don't know, you're good at the grifting, Todd. Yeah, so... The travelling salesman is what Todd is.
0: Yeah, so... Patreon, we're up to 35 patrons. So, Sweet. You hear that, Dan? I'm no mathematician. dreams
1: of opening an ice cream trucker. are that much it. closer.
0: I'm no mathematician, but we're 15 away from 50, and we still haven't got enough questions through to give you guys bonus content or a bonus episode where we respond to your <laughs> questions. But we're close. But... If, Ask some questions, you bastards. But once we get to 50, can we guarantee we'll do a bonus episode on something? All right. Guarantee it.
1: I do. I just said, all right.
0: Yeah. I'm, I was, I wasn't I'm holding talking.
1: my hand on my heart and oh. I'm swearing on Dan's life that at 50. Imagine if Dan died, we'd be fucked. We'd be in. We're well, not. I mean, someone didn't killed do you because of dirty bonus content. Let's just.
0: <laughs> Let's, let's just subtly talk about Dan's imminent death more so someone who's like an engineer kind of picks up the vibe and gets at us and is like, hey, don't worry if Dan dies, I've got you. I just can't
1: even think about a replacement for Dan. There's, there's no one.
0: It wouldn't work, really. Imagine
1: someone else that would sit through this shit.
0: <laughs> oh, they're out there. Are you leaving, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, yeah anyway...
1: Um, Sign up for the Patreon,
0: like, subscribe, do all that shit, vote our, epi- uh, our podcast up. Uh, listen's going really great. We appreciate all your support. Also,
1: um, one really cool thing you can do if you can't be bothered giving money or you don't have any money is to just tell people about it and share it and all that kind of shit because obviously we want more people to listen to it because as much as we're rambling idiots, you know, I think there's some important conversations going on... Um, Especially in this episode that you're about to listen to, we get to we're talking about mental health, we're talking about um, success, um, having a child, not that any of us have children, but I've got a dog, <laughs> Dan's got a cat, Todd's
0: got a drinking problem. We have some excellent guests coming up too that we're yeah, really excited about. Yeah, we've got two really about. exciting
1: guests, one of which I haven't confirmed Ooh, yet.
0: I just had an idea for that 50 patrons bonus episode.
1: What's that, Todd?
0: We let's go down the list of the, the Occam nominees and whoever says yes first will read the book. Encourage patrons or listeners to read the book and then we'll Man, get that's some that. nice shit. That's the what? <laughs> the what
1: I said there's some niche shit.
0: Yeah, hell yeah.
1: I reckon we get we try and get the woman that won. Like
0: Yeah, I would like to. Um
1: there's actually um another another writer that was long listed who's really awesome that we could potentially talk to? Oh, yeah. So, yes,
0: sir. yeah, so if we're able to get the woman that won, um, I have her name written down, actually. It is, is
1: it? Is this a real long shot thing? Why don't we just say, oh, no, is this is a conversation to have not recording
0: the podcast. But then we can make it happen. Anyway. Um, Read Owe oh, yeah, by Becky too because we're going to get her on the podcast. Roll the music, then <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. A little bit older, a little bit uglier. We couldn't get another producer, so Dan's back as well. Look at, look at this, Dan. We can divulge all this now. This is what caused no. me that to get into. <laughs> I didn't necessarily like him, but I respect him. Well, everyone knew jewelry. He's a maniac. Further to him, cripple. It, this is an audio podcast, Dom. Huh? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Dan? All right, this week's guest... Is a dear old friend of ours, he is an artist of a couple of mediums and singer in a band and Joel Birch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I could run way better. I'll do, I'll do one. Yeah, you, you do it, Dom.
1: All the way from sunny, where are you? In Queensland.
2: I'm in Queensland. All the this way from sunny, well.
1: Queenstown. Um, mm. Photographer, drawer, singer. Joe Birch. There you go. Dan, you yep. can just fix it up and post. Done. I had a crowd. <laughs> How's it
2: going? Yeah, good. Sitting in a car.
1: We haven't interviewed anyone from a car before.
2: Oh, you yeah. have now. Yeah. I live to give.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and as you can see, we're consummate professionals, so we're not even shaken in the slightest.
2: You've, no. got, uh, you've got, like, you're in the rap booth. You've re- repurposed your rap equipment.
0: We're not
1: doing any rapping anymore.
0: Yeah, because it's no. not behind us. It'd be undignified. Like, podcast isn't, like, the height of dignity, but it's better than rapping when you're 40. <laughs> I, you know,
2: maybe I'll start rapping when I'm 40 and see what happens. Yeah. I just might lose my mind enough to do it.
0: Yeah, like, um, welcome, Phoenix... I don't know. I forgot about his <laughs> short <laughs> career. I'd be
2: about that good, I reckon.
0: Yeah, he. I mean, he created some buzz. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that from... like wasn't wasn't that like a
2: really horrible, like abusive mockumentary? Didn't they fuck a whole lot of people up doing that?
0: Possibly, yeah. Because I was think him, he... and, him and Casey Affleck. Yeah,
2: yeah, and people keep trying to me too. Both of them, and it's just not working for some reason.
0: Oh really? I don't know about that.
2: Yeah, I think Casey Affleck was like mad. um, I don't know. You have to look it up. I don't know the specifics, but I think Joaquin Phoenix might have just uh, either not done anything or joined in in character. (laughs) Ah.
0: But yeah, he took that. that He like method method acted a mockumentary and took it to the yeah. I am not. To, I always I, wondered with that film, though, if maybe it wasn't quite as much a mockumentary as they make out,
2: you know? Like maybe, maybe he did you, just lose his mind because yeah. he's fucking... He's really cooked. He's a cooked man.
0: Yeah. I could take or leave Casey Affleck, but I'd like to continue liking Joachim, so... Yeah, same. Disappointing. He's very hear. good. Disappointing to hear that um, they're pricks, but, hey. Yeah. Is anyone in Hollywood not a prick? There's got to be a couple um, of people, right? What about? Um, but for some reason, not pricks, I wanted to
1: say Nicolas Cage, even though I'm sure that he's probably the
2: worst.
0: <laughs> he has such I an think, asshole face. I, I don't face. think.
2: I don't. I don't know Everyone if he was a Keanu. prick. He was just a fucking idiot. Keanu's is the man. That's true. Who there you at? go. One. We well, watched Bill
1: and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Um, not that long ago, and it's, it really stands up. It's a way better <laughs> film than I, than I would have thought.
0: Oh, shit. I'm gonna
2: watch it. I'm gonna watch it and review your uh, yeah. nostalgia.
0: Is it age-appropriate for a six-year-old? I've got my nephew here, and I'm trying to, you know, kind Yeah, I reckon it is, because I wouldn't have been much. I mean, how would I, I would have been
1: probably... Oh, actually, no, I probably would have been 12 or something. And your parents
0: know. were lunatics.
1: They didn't like me watching American stuff. Yeah, like that's anything. Right. If it was if it was Eastern European, could be could have any amount of sort of sex and violence. But if it was American, no. T- well, turn it's that uncultured. Yeah. It? That's why I ended up so cultured, Joel. Yes. Do you want well, to meet my I dog, don't. Joel?
2: Sure. Is it on the wall?
1: Ah, uh, that is him. But I'll get the real thing. Hold on a sec, Todd. you okay. You fill in while yeah, I. Yeah, I'll,
0: I'll hold it down. And I did want to just reiterate that point that you need a good amount of European movie sex to culture you, right? You do, you do. You know, what was I doing the other day? I, Having European I saw
2: sex. A, no, <laughs> I no, I was fucking just on the internet somewhere, I don't remember where it was, but um, speaking of culture and being young and SBS would play these uh, like Asian movies that ended up just had the most hectic softcore porn scenes in them.
0: Sick.
2: and I was like a good little Christian boy and it just blew my mind and I saw I saw some kids talking about uh, like one of them I had watched that they had made a sequel but recently and I was just like wow, <laughs> they're still at it Amazing It's chilli Joe? Prince
1: chilli
0: Prince chilli Hang on a second I knew this was going to happen him. I knew this would happen once the dog returned well, the listeners wanted to
1: know. People were writing to me saying, "Where's the dog? When he's coming back?"
0: The Don't dog. My... That photo is
2: the photo is disingenuous.
1: Well, yeah. he's he, he's put on a bit of weight and he hasn't had a haircut, like all of look us in his... lockdown. Look, <laughs> look at him. Look. <laughs> he doesn't look anything like the picture. Well, I'm not. I'm not looking too flash either, but you know.
0: No, you look fine. Do you think someone like ran over your original dog, Dom, and then replaced it with a fake? <laughs> what...
1: I'll tell you a story. So, a few months ago, he, he vanished and um, we couldn't find him anywhere. And we put up these posters and we were like, Where's the dog? It was all over the internet. Strangers were coming out and helping us search in the street and 5G. I was beside myself.
2: Is there a 5G <laughs> tower?
1: <laughs> and then the pound <laughs> rang up and they said, We think we've got your dog. And I was like, What does he look like? And they described him. And I was like, Well, if it's not, if it's not my dog, it is now.
0: We've we got him. <laughs> Because you could just take a different dog, eh, and just kind of... Fuck yeah. yeah.
1: But they didn't, they didn't check anything. I mean, what are they going to do? They're just like, is this Does your he... dog? I was like, yeah. Does he respond to his name or is... Well, he didn't before anyway, so...
0: <laughs> Which is ideal if you're looking for a replacement dog.
1: Fuck he went he fucking went me last night. He was we got his water pistol that we squirt him with to keep him um keep him under control. And he just didn't give a fuck. He's still coming and I was squirting him with a oh. pistol and he's just it was horrible. I was really stoned I've had these edibles lately.
2: Oh man, this is great. The only thing I've laughed at today is a cop eating shit on a bike. So this is fantastic. Oh great. <laughs> I watched it over and over again. It was brilliant. Speaking
1: of I'm sure I've told this um story on the podcast before, but one time um when we were in Berlin. I uh, woke up and I could all I could hear was Todd and Joel, our friend Joel um, Rickaby, laughing hysterically in another room. And I come out and they're doing coke at eight in the morning and watching videos of cops getting beaten up on YouTube.
0: <laughs> and we'd all, we'd all made a pact the night before that we'd do no cocaine the next day during the day. Oh, yeah. Well, um, speaking that's of a drugs, you've yeah, it is stupid. Speaking of drugs and getting stoned, I got stoned for like the first time in I don't know two years the other night. And um, I drew yeah. I drew a weed leaf on my nephew's arm and wrote dak in <laughs> in the middle of it. And now it won't it won't come off. Did you do yeah, it? Does with his tattoo parents know? I think all his father knows, and I think he gave me a disapproving look. I don't know if his mother's seen it yet. His mum's gonna give you a hiding. Yeah, he's gotta go home tomorrow. So his and... mum's
1: a champion kickboxer.
0: Yeah, I was like for the listeners. It's like, sc- scrub it off, Marley.
1: Mm.
0: It's terrible.
1: How old were you when you lost your religion, Joe?
2: 23. That's a it pretty. It's quite old. Drunken Disorderly Tour. Oh. oh
0: that
2: you f- might have been on it, Todd.
0: Wasn't I on the second one? Was there a tour? You were on the second one. The, what the was the Drunken Disorderly
1: Tour?
2: It was like Us and D's Nuts and um, Daylight Curse. It was just all the DTDs.
0: When when I met you, Jesus Christ definitely wasn't inside you anymore. No. <laughs> so it it happened very fast. I read um,
2: I read the God delusion and then got filled with rage. Yeah, you're real angry very, at God too. Oh, rapidly, <laughs> like thirty pages in, I was fucking <laughs> cursing the church. So um, that's all this all <clears> it, <throat> it took
1: was um the fuck is that guy's name? Richard Dawkins. A bit of Richard,
2: Richard Dawkins, Dawkins, yeah, yeah, but it, it was like, um, I think I was like holding on for dear life to to the idea of it. Because okay. I had a fucking pretty shitty life and I thought maybe it'll get better when you die and then it turns out doesn't.
0: Was it <laughs> was it was it the fear that kept you hanging on? Because a lot of people just scared right. of going to hell, right? And that's why they hold on to religion for so long.
2: Yeah, who knows? I mean, I got I got really hammered with religion my whole life. So it was just one of those things that I just thought it was pretty normal. Yeah. And then um I was actually having you remember um Lulu? Yeah. I was having Dinner at her parents' place, and I started talking about my experiences in the church, and her mum was fucking mortified. Right. And I was like, I was like, what? This isn't normal. And she's like, Oh no, 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 what, no. What no, no. experiences are you talking about? Well, like in so in year seven, um, it, my teacher called my mum and told her that I was demon possessed.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: It's yeah, I was, was yeah, eleven. I was eleven. I still tell people they're drawing... demon possessed. But Oh well, you know, if they're
2: real it's possible, but um <laughs> <laughs> the uh so the teacher called my mum and I it was all because I was drawing these um drawing these characters out of graphic uh graphic novel. And that was it. And then that happened again with the and the the teachers tried to perform an exorcism on me. Really? Wow. Yeah, they were like praying over me and speaking in tongues and shit. And I was just like, yeah, this is totally normal, but it's really not. It's quite fucked up.
1: Yeah. Did they they bring in a special priest to do the exorcism, or they were just doing it themselves? No, it
2: was just two teachers just going for it.
0: Fucking hell. Damn, isn't that illegal?
2: Probably. It's got to be some form of child abuse.
0: Yeah. I feel like you couldn't get a, get away with that today, even if it was a, like, school of special care. They're getting
2: away with it for sure. They're for sure getting away <laughs> Yeah, right. Like, there's the charter, school those w- charter schools. Yeah. Dude, the, the school I went to is, like, a Pentecostal church school. Yeah. So they had, like, I know years after I left, they had something where um if the students got caught fucking, they got expelled. Like, not, not in school, because oh, obviously there's, yeah, that's problematic. Yeah, I was gonna say you like can't just, just be… F- just in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like outside of school, if if someone said, oh, they, those two fucked? Then they're out, they're gone. Damn.
0: I, I know this, I know this guy, yeah. a good family friend, so I won't mention him. But um, we know in this. <laughs> you are mentioning him. That's literally what you. That's doing. what I was just thinking. I oh, am yeah. right now. Okay, I know of this person. We understood what you were saying, not- but you're in the company of assholes. I know of, th- I know of this person that I don't really know. They have nothing to do with my family.
1: Is this is this Dan you're
0: talking about? Yeah, so... <laughs> so Dan was brought up in a real rough family, right? And all his, like, role models and uh, aunties, uncles and shit, they're all, like, been to prison or were in prison, all alcoholics, and he was very much headed that way as well. And at some point in his life, he found the church and he made heaps of improvements on himself. But yep. he, but the, the motivations were wrong. And also he was never, um, what's the word, insulated with the knowledge that he'd made, done that work himself, that he deserved credit yep. for changing his life. And so any yeah. anyhow he hooked up with a girl from the church <coughs> and um went to the pastor because you have to tell the pastor about the intimate de- details of your life and they kicked him It's weird. Yeah, they kicked him out and he spiraled and like religion's weird. Got hooked on meth and shit and um but, wow. but they didn't care cuz he broke the rules. Like
2: well, my um my stepkids
0: their grandfather
2: um I call them my kids, but when we talk about this kind of thing, I have to be clear because their, their granddad got, got caught uh, fucking dudes and he was like an elder in the church. So he was like one of the people, the spiritual advisor of a lot of people who yeah. like, made decisions in the church with the money and everything.
0: Yeah.
2: And um, they made him stand up in front of the whole church and it's like a 1,000, 1,500-person church. And like, tell them, whoa! Tell everyone what he'd been doing.
0: Jesus. So he just get up and be like, yeah, uh, kind of, yeah, been well, asked to front up. I, been fucking hell of a day. They just
2: passed it off. <laughs> they passed it off to the devil. They, oh, the devil did it. Yeah,
1: it's weird because yeah. when I think about Australia, it seems like the last place that God would ever come to. Don't you think? <laughs> like it's the most it's godless, not great. It's god, pretty godless. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, but it's a pretty, I, I a mean, I, I mean, nation. I mean, really I like
0: aspects of Australia, but it's not like a god. It doesn't feel like there's religion. You know what I mean? Oh, like, remember the guy off the commune who claimed he was Jesus Christ? And I was just like, dude, that's not going not, to not fly because you're in Australia. Everyone knows Jesus Christ wouldn't return to Australia. <laughs> dude, he's on the Sunshine Coast. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was up those ways. He's in uh, Kingaroy. Is that, you familiar with the place? He's got a, f- yeah, okay, so he's like, um, yeah, I am.
2: And what's even crazier is that one of Belle's really good friends, her, she she went there and rescued her brother from there. Oh, shit. From the cult? His mom is in the cult. Damn. Shit. She like drove there and picked him up and was like, we're fucking out of here.
0: <laughs> so terrifying. It's what really you- hectic.
2: Yeah. That guy's, Uh, he's still still out there. He like carved a cross into the earth. Oh yeah, like they're in a forest with a big cross. But I, it's you good. know, I don't know which way he put it because maybe it's inverted. It's, it's good
0: to have a project.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's I think a, there's, I think there's a couple of people in, from Australian bands that might end up at the helm of a cult. I won't name names, but you
0: do you think <laughs> being a being a like frontman for a band. Not talking about you here. Have you said what, the, what what Joel's band is? Oh, yet. the Amity Affliction.
1: So Wait, you might, maybe we we'll have to say it
0: in the intro proper. But being, being a front man. Make a note of that, know, Being front man of a band re- requires <laughs> some like cult energy. You reckon? Oh, for like, well, it doesn't require it, but a lot of people. You've
2: seen me on stage, there's no cult energy. Yeah,
0: your fans like would like it to be though. I know, but it's, I'm sorry. Sorry yeah. to let them down. But yeah, I, I wasn't talking so much about your band, but you know, there's other bands where the... the Only uh, could start a cult. Oh, hell yeah. Who? Yeah. Oliver Sykes. Oliver Sykes. Who's that? Uh, Bring Me Singer.
1: I don't, know, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Okay, they're one of the biggest bands in the world, but... Bring Me? You know... Yeah
2: bring, bring me the me to horizon.
1: horizon. Oh. Well, when you say that then to say like bring me like a fucking gonna know what you're talking about?
2: Well, that's just what
0: everyone calls them cuz you yeah. you just shorten everything down. You know, like, <laughs> <and> it sounds <laughs> It yeah, sounds Joel. preposterous. Joel's band's Amity. Yeah, cuz I think what yeah. happened there was a period and everyone's like, "Oh, your band has to band name has to be a full sentence." And then perhaps, oh, a, f- perhaps a few years later everyone was like, "That's too much words." Yeah.
2: yeah. It, I mean, and rightly so. I don't really listen to music
1: anymore. I was thinking about that um, when I'd taken a dog for a walk before and I was thinking, what we could talk about? <laughs> and I was like, I don't really listen to music anymore.
2: I listen to podcasts. Yeah, same. Same, more just, than music. Just my own horrible Politics. Yeah.
1: No, politics just, on repeat. I like a bit of a mindless podcast too, though. That's why I like MMA podcasts because it's just sort of stupid and <laughs> endless. It's I
2: don't endless. understand the MMA. It's just a whole bunch of people wrestling. On the ground, there's so much wrestling. There's a lot of punching, they do a lot, in the lot of face fighting well. on their
0: feet. Yeah,
1: I like it because when mm. I was young, you know, like you'd, you'd you'd watch martial arts movies, and and some of your friends would do martial arts, and you'd say who would win these fights, and you'd never know. And it just seemed like it, you know it could never happen, and then suddenly it was happening, and it was really weird. True. We were uh, me and Todd were talking before about um, before you came on about the sort of nature of success and how. Yes. Um, it's nice never, segue. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so success and how it's sort of like it's never what you think it's going to be like, you know. No matter, um, I mean, obviously you've experienced a lot more success than I have. But even what I what I've done, it's like you get there and you're like, oh shit. It's all I'm, the same. I'm still here mm-hmm. and I've still got to deal with all the same shit that I was dealing with before.
2: Yeah, it's all the same though. Success. Once you've reached some level of success, then you've you've That's it. Once you've done it once, you've tasted it.
0: Mm.
2: It doesn't change. There's no, like, level of it. And then when you're in it, it doesn't matter. Like you said, because you just have the same shit happening. It's fair.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess to some extent it uh, It's like that thing that people say. They say the difference between making, um, you know, like, your happiness goes up every $10,000, extra $10,000 you earn a year to about 70K. And then beyond that, they reckon that it doesn't really make much difference to your overall happiness. And I imagine Mm. it would probably be like that with success, right? Because when you're doing something and you're sort of like, I can get 100 people to a show, but no one really gives a fuck. It's kind of like, it's pretty demoralizing.
2: That's true. But I still still experience that. So we we play, we're successful, but we're by no means like... um, if we stayed as successful as we are now, which is possible, uh, and never got any bigger, then I would be touring until I couldn't tour anymore physically. Mm. Yeah. Because we're not at any sort of level where we can uh, relax.
0: Yeah, your, so, your level of success demands a lot of you and the band, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy and like touring
2: schedule. Yeah, so the touring schedule will never stop unless we get much, much bigger. Mm. But then you've got, like, the bigger people get, the more money they spend, and then they Mm. find themselves in the same predicament where they've got to keep touring to keep paying for the life that they've chosen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: How long do you want to continue for? I bet you, I'm pretty sure, knowing you, you've had many moments where you've wanted to not continue. Oh, every year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Every year, every
2: year. But then I, last year it was more uh, pronounced because I was put in a situation with um, with Belle because we've we've got a little kid and she gets pretty fucking sick of me being yeah. on tour and um, it just got too much for her and she was just like, you need to do something else and I ha- I actually like had to consider it and. It didn't go very well. I was just like, well, I have to do this. So uh, if you can't be with me while I'm doing it, then I guess that's that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm very like, um, I'm a fatalist. Mm. So I was like, well, that's it. We're yeah. done. This sucks. I may as well die is what I was <laughs> thinking. And, uh, and it wasn't obviously wasn't quite so bad And we discussed it. Further the next day, <laughs> but uh, that's not how my mind works. So.
0: Yeah, you have other yeah. creative avenues that you could.
2: I do, I do, I, and I, I wouldn't, I can't imagine I would be. Um, I wouldn't be fucked if the band finished today, but I wouldn't, I would, I would be in a, in a mental predicament, yeah. which is what's sort of happening right this second, actually, because I, I just don't know what's. Going on is that and I don't think we'll I don't think we'll play a show for a whole year,
0: yeah, so is that freaking you out or making you uncomfortable but i or? I don't know i would I wouldn't attribute
2: that entirely to what mm. is happening, but um it's definitely quite problematic to be wondering about the thing that you've been doing for sixteen years solid not happening,
0: <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. Because your guy's bread and butter is what, the States and Europe or?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Australia pays for everything and it, it only just, this year actually, this year was going to be the first year of like nice, like a cushy year for the band where we had money in the bank and right didn't have to stress out. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, things are... Things just uh, are different than that now. So I don't know when we'll be able to go back to America. They're
0: so fucked. It's yeah, the most
2: fucked country.
0: Yeah, you kind of you have a strange relationship with that country, don't you? Yeah, like I, <laughs> it has a place in my heart, and I hate it all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's it's
2: easy when you're not brought up in that in that American system to see how stupid it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, for and sure. And then, but then when you I guess, I mean, the people that can see how stupid it is that they're American are just vilified as fucking far left Marxists, basically, mm-hmm. which they I, probably are, but still. I guess, I guess
1: at the same time, though, I'm sure that there's, you know, you could look at any other country and there's, you know, indoctrination that we don't see being from New Zealand or Australia or wherever.
2: No, I think we see it because do you like your system? No, I
1: guess I guess if you mean in the ultra-nationalistic no. way, but there's still parts of being a New Zealander... Um, I mean, I know that's a ridiculous thing to say, but there's there's attributes that lots of New Zealanders have, which I didn't realise was even a thing until, you know, you go travelling and you're like, oh, not everyone's mumbling and depressed all the time, you know, like...
2: <laughs> well, are you, why are you talking to us? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Like, I think that there's yeah. obviously... I was surprised yeah. when I went to the States how friendly everyone was. You know, like, because we went to – Because first...
2: you got a good accent. You reckon? Nah, and they think, they think maybe this guy's not a with.
0: <laughs> people do tend to like New Zealanders from what I've experienced around the world. Yeah. Like, they find yeah. out and they'll be pretty happy about it on quite, quite a few occasions.
2: Yeah. It's funny that, like, when you're in Europe, the most hated people are for sure Americans.
0: Mm.
2: Absolutely, like, and in France particularly, they're really not fucking with American people. <laughs>
0: yeah, you must have walked through like some German cities with a drunk, real bad, and buttons, or being super loud. Right? I think we might have. Um, I think occasion.
2: we would. We would do. We did it together.
0: Yeah, we're going to the beer house.
2: Yeah, I don't know, but we ended up throwing so many cafe chairs around. Like we were – it was because we stayed in that. Uh, a fucking hostel that felt like a five-star hotel.
0: After oh yeah, that was
2: wild. Living yeah, had <laughs> yeah. a pool and a bar. We were like, "Oh my god, it's fucking lit." In <laughs> Berlin. Yeah. So I
0: I did my first for the listeners, I did my first ever trip and tour of Europe with Joel and it was a pretty fucking big experience for a guy from Everyone. Everyone. And yeah, and Is everyone. that when
1: you went on tour with your Beats and your phone?
0: Yeah, I think I had my beats in a fucking yeah. iPhone 5. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You didn't but, uh, put on f- that, JJ told me to put on was, flight
2: mode. That uh, tool yeah. was insane because it really sucked for everyone except these nuts. Yeah, yeah. Why why didn't it but suck for them? They were that, getting big over there.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, for the time it was they were quite big, but um yeah, the Europeans are funny, they don't really they don't branch out much in music so yeah rap and emo and weird emo mosh weren't for them <laughs> it was a real
0: mixed,
2: <laughs> mixed mixed bag of shows emo mosh yeah in uh, and well real bads old band
1: mm. um, I've got a, I've got a question I've been for you Joel I've been um, I've signed up to a drawing online drawing course I need to buy yeah. some um, pins
0: what kind some of pins pen.
1: should I get to draw with Macron,
0: hey, Is this... What? Are you being serious? Yeah, I've signed up it's to online ad. drawing course. This okay. is an ad. Yeah. <laughs> is this by, a segue into an ad?
1: sponsored by Macron.
0: Yeah, but, we're, but we don't make it... We make it kind of subtle so the people yeah, we'll who... Manual to, Macron? Dan's going to have to edit this out.
1: Um, no, because I was thinking I just wanted to learn something new. Because for the longest time I was like, I want to get better at writing, I want to get better at writing, I want to get better at writing, and then you sort of get to a point where obviously you're still improving, but it's like... You know, you could do some other things.
2: I always like... think I want to get better at writing and then I'll, I'll send you something and you'll be like, no, that's not that good. And then I go, I guess I'll get better next year. That's <laughs> not true. <laughs> right?
1: I always give you constructive and criticism I... and I say, come no, back no, to me no, no. and you never do.
2: Yeah, but I'm a fatalist. So you say, this is pretty good, but this could be better. And I go, oh my God, it's the worst thing that's ever been written. And I should stop.
1: But I think writing, if you um, aren't good with rejection, is the worst art form because it's all about rejection. Way well, more than music. It's good
2: when you're writing lyrics and people have some nice things to say about them. That's my yeah. favourite part of writing.
0: Well, yeah, that, I guess writing songs is where you'll probably get the most kindness because um, you're, I think your average music listener is not a discerning critic of Uh, I think you would be
2: surprised oh they're out there
0: yeah but you know the people
2: that the the people that that think it's good generally don't say much
0: Mm. yeah
2: it's like Yelp reviews Mm. like you don't go or TripAdvisor if you're not a fucking weirdo you don't go like (laughs) you don't go oh fuck that was a yum coffee I'm gonna log on. I'm gonna log online and fucking tell everyone that will read this. Yum, coffee. Like only fucking psychopaths do that. Yeah. But if you have a really shitty experience, you you will let people know. Yeah.
0: But for I sure.
1: think the difference is that you know, like you can come up with two good lines for a song and then pad it out with some other just filler, and that's mm. fine. That's true. Was you know obviously that's something that's just on the page you can't really have yeah. have that in the same way. I mean, I mean people do all the time obviously, but it's the I point would point.
0: hate to I would hate to admit that, but I, I will admit it. Yeah, you can just win the day with a, like one standout line in the song, and it's true. Mm.
2: You can well, win the
0: day. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> that particular day, win it. <laughs> Oh shit! One I tell you, one. whenever I'm writing lyrics, I'm not winning any anything. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have to be in a very particular mood to write them. It's not. A, so do you a write all mind. the lyrics for your band? I do. Yes.
1: Your your other singer doesn't write any lyrics. So for the I've, listeners, I've written the band. has have written two every singers.
2: single. Yeah, I've written every single word except for one song, and uh, I let Iron and and Helmet. You know Helmet, don't you? I know. You remember. I
0: know yeah.
2: for listener's helmets, a fucking maniac. He's like a Tasmanian devil. Yeah. Like, but like the cartoon kind, not the real kind.
0: Yeah.
2: Anyway, he, we, <laughs> I let him and Aaron, well, I didn't let them actually. I came to the studio when we were doing Severed Tyres and they were like, we wrote this song and they wrote it for three people and uh, and then I had to sing it live for the next fucking four and a half, five years. And oh my uh, God. What's some of the lyrics? <laughs> I don't know. I never, I never really, uh, I didn't care to delve in. I asked them what they were about and they said nothing. And I said, yeah. who wrote them? And they said, we both did. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, we were so drunk during that recording. It was like, we, we were still, we didn't think anyone would ever give a fuck about us. So we were still very much uh, not taking it seriously. Yeah, and and um, yeah, the album came out the way it did. So, what kind
1: of pins? Macrons,
2: like. Micron, Micron. Dan, yeah. can, you,
1: can you make a note of that? Okay, Micron, Micron Sound, sounds like something yes. you can't
2: afford, Dom. I was just thinking that <laughs> no, they're, like, they're, like, they're like uh, $27 for a full pack on Amazon. How many do you get in a pack? You get like a, a, a Solid one, which is like a, a one, it's called, and then you get like a 0.8, a 0.5, a 0.4, 0.3, 0.2, 0.1, and then you get like 0.005, 0.003. It
1: means nothing to me, but um, I'll... I know it
2: does. It does it's, it's like it, it doesn't matter, it goes from fat to skinny. Um, sweet,
1: Macrons. Yes. micron, micron, micron. Um, because yeah, sure. yeah, I signed up to this course. It's this, this Spanish guy. It's all subtitled. He's this like eccentric little fat Spanish guy. And he, he get nude? T- yeah, I don't know. I haven't started the course yet because I don't have any pins. I realise there's not a ah. single pin in this whole house.
0: Dom's first right. project is to draw Dan naked with his cat over his crotch for the podcast logo. So we haven't got a logo nice. yet,
1: but we've found a logoist. Who's gonna A logoist, sort of, yeah. It's mm. sort of, a professional term. You know
2: that is a specialty because people came to me for logos, and my God, I was never good at it. Yeah, well, we got one. I, I've started a
1: um, publishing um, press house thing, and um yeah? the guy that we went to,
2: yeah, it was all, like, what am I trying to say? Do you want to publish my book? It's one one twenty-four finished.
0: Did Did you see the maniacs in Melbourne on? Was it on uns- Yes? <laughs> the day before they were announcing like a ease uh, of restrictions. Yeah. yeah. The, the what was it? Fully, but do you know who organized it? They had an anti lockdown protest on in Melbourne. Do you know who, who organized it? Who? You know there was uh, some there's some like celebrity chef who just Jonah, convinced me. Was it Jonah Weinhoffen? <laughs> what? Is he he's an, an anti vaxxer. Is he? Hmm. Fuck, I mean, like you terrible given giving context, Todd. Jonah Weinhofen's uh, another band guy. Yeah,
1: I know who it is, but no, no, uh, no, one, no one else does
2: it.
0: There's lots of, we're just going to drop band names. We're just dropping this is what. Names. So, just, like, so
1: the whole podcast, because we're sort of getting back into this. We haven't done it for about four years and it's like. Well, we haven't know, seen each other in about four years. So I haven't seen just, you in about 10 years. Like, I was trying to think of the last time like I saw you and up. I think it was that time that everyone took acid. <laughs> and, um, oh, that was
2: horrible. I yeah, took, you were I just fucking with everyone.
1: I was having a good time. I was having a good old time, but Todd um had had a deep introspection, and you you couldn't. JJ you left. You can put your shirt on.
0: That's right. JJ left the house. Yeah, and yeah. Aaron hid under a blanket and was he just did. all he could say was "Help me."
2: Yeah, because he was looking at that um uh, the fucking the painting by um what's his name the Converge singer. Must have been quite um strong oh. acid. Oh, well, man. I gave Aaron two. He'd never had it before. Oh. <laughs>
1: He never had acid before. He took two tabs.
2: Jeez, yeah, man. he didn't know what he was doing, and I did. So I thought, yeah, experience it to the... i Have
0: done a great time. I've done a few acids in my time, but that I one... I love acid. Yeah, that one, when it kicked in, I was like, holy shit, this must be like the parents... Uh, like the parents, like the acid my parents did. Cause it, yeah, it was fun. See, I had holy a... De- I
1: had, I, you know, at about four o'clock, I was like, fuck this, I'm going to go to bed. And then I woke up in the morning... After a nice relaxing sleep, and Todd's just still sitting there going, "Is everything all right? What's going
2: on? Like, you're a mess, <laughs> were you?" I was. I had. We such had a to play a show the next day.
1: <laughs> that must have been entertaining for the crowd.
2: I fell asleep at eight a.m. and lobby calls at eight thirty. Jesus. Oh my god. And yeah, we walked downstairs and and they were just like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And we were like, "Oh, it's a long story." Aaron <laughs> and I ended up watching. um Tim and Eric, in a hotel room, and it was like watching fucking National Geographic. Oh, jeepers. Like, everything made sense. I was like, this is funny. This is oh. normal. <laughs> no, it's a whole chain yeah, of okay.
1: Fuck, you're going to have your work cut out for you with this, Dan, if you editing?
0: It'll be like an art project.
2: <laughs> you can remix it.
1: So what are you working on now that you don't have to worry about being in a band anymore?
2: I'm working on <laughs> how to have money. Yeah. It's my new projects. That's an absurdly loud train. How's that? Better? Dan,
1: Dan's making a note. Look at him.
2: Yeah. Sorry, Dan. It's all right. This is what he Great lives for. Great introduction. This is what exciting. he lives
1: for. Don't worry about Dan. Making
2: this pure hell for you. Wow.
1: Dan said, I can't wait to come back and edit out all the stupid things that you say. Me? No, me, but, you, you know,
2: all of us. <laughs> take your pick. The general you. Yeah. Well, I, so what am I working on right now? I'm, uh, I'm well, I'm, I'm actually having a bit of a mental breakdown, so I'm trying to work on things, which means working on nothing. Sounds yeah. like you need a break. Well, I'm having a break. It's been forced upon me. I don't like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's different from a break you take by choice, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and I'm I like to keep very busy. Like I'm I'm creative in in like various different ways. So um, yeah, when I when I have to uh, not do anything, it actually becomes quite problematic.
0: Yeah, you When were you diagnosed with bipolar two? A year and a year and a half ago. Also, quite recently.
2: Yeah, because I had a full on like meltdown during recording of um during the recording of misery mm. like got a bit couldn't move off the floor for a while got uh, trapped <laughs> trapped on the floor curled yep. up and then um was like trying to I was I really wanted to go home and I couldn't I was in in Toronto on my own finishing up recording and um yeah, just had a really big mental breakdown and didn't know I was going on. I was like fucking really close to killing myself and, and um, got home and Caleb, who was our manager, was like, uh, so I'm going to book you in with this psychiatrist. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I went there and talked to him for an hour and he was like, oh, yeah, you've got, you've got bipolar
0: too I was like, oh,
2: that explains everything. It was actually a bit of a relief.
0: Yeah, has that
2: has that helped much, or? Well, I mean, I'm on medication now, and, and um, I don't. Know, I think it obviously works different for different people, but for me, it just gives me a bit of perspective. It's like, um, or or more like, not perspective, but I can sort of uh, like step back from. My emotions and see what's going on, so I understand. Like right, right now, I understand I'm having a, a like a depressive episode.
0: Yeah,
2: I can't do anything about it, but I can acknowledge what's going on and and yeah. sort of do things do things that are that can try and like bring me out of it quicker.
0: Yeah,
2: um, one of the one of the problems for me, especially, is that. Once you've had a depressive episode, you're really prone to having another one within six months. Yeah. If you if, and if you, if you don't have any structure to your life, it's very hard to avoid it. And so luckily for me, I have zero structure, so I have these <laughs> about like four to five times a year. Jeez. So every every like every couple of months, it can be like three days. A really bad one is like a month. But um, yeah, every every two or three months, I am uh, enjoying the spoils <laughs> of my my childhood.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, I,
2: I, I had, a, I had yeah. a
0: yeah, I had a family mem- member diagnosed recently, a close family member, and um, and so I, as soon as I found out this is real recently, I looked I did some reading. And like the first thing I read was something that was kind of like, oh, bipolar two is not as bad as bipolar one, and like it it played it down a little at first. And I was like, everyone I know with bipolar two often wants to kill themselves, um, so it's pretty bad from my judgment. <laughs> and then, it, but then it did it did go on to say that yeah, you you've got it for life, right? Generally. Yeah. And it's like, so
2: bipolar one is like all, all the, uh, the coverage you see on TV shows and movies where they go, Oh, he's got bipolar. It's like bipolar one they've got, which is where you have like, uh, manic episodes of, of like, like a lot of people go on like, um, real psychotic gambling runs and, um, or do like, take really massive risks with their life or finances or relationships or or stuff like that. So that's like a really bad manic episode, whereas my manic episodes are like like all of a sudden I own a motorbike and I nearly bought a fucking puppy and like... (laughs) It's 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 just (laughs) fucked. Like the other day, I walked into the garage and was just staring at this motorbike. I'm like, what? Like what? Why? Why do I have that? Like why did I do that? Like (laughs) I woke up one day, I booked in to get my motorbike license, and then six days later, I was riding a motorbike. Yeah, that's so. That's just like that's just something I did on a whim without thinking about it. And then I was like frantically looking for border collie puppies. <laughs> and I kept trying to buy them. And it like luckily it didn't work out. It, and then I, I like Belle came upstairs and I was I was just sitting there in my chair and she's like, What are you doing? And I was like, Why am I trying to buy a dog? And she goes, I don't know, you've been a little bit um I'm like, I'm being crazy, aren't I? I like, <laughs> <laughs> she, she goes A little bit. I was like,
0: "Ah, fuck!" Yeah. To mentioning Belle, she from like I've met her very briefly, but from an outside perspective, she's been a very stabilizing force in your life, and you've made a lot of changes and improvements in your life, right, since you guys got together.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, there was one. So. I, I'm like an alcoholic as well, yeah. And alcoholic with undiagnosed bipolar, not a great combo. And um, so I like really, like nearly fucked up our relationship, basically. And um, and that and sort of came to a point where it was like drinking or family. And luckily for me, I'd I'd uh, met my dad um, after not having him in my life at all and uh he'd been sober for 11 years and then so i i met him like not like fuck like three months before this all happened and i called him and he was just like oh you can do what i did or you can stop drinking and i was like yeah true Uh, (laughs) we just had bowie and i was like all right well i don't i don't want him to have my life so i stopped drinking so She's been. Uh, she has been overwhelmingly good. Yeah. Um, have, ha,
0: yeah. Was having your son the, a big part of the reason you reconnected with your dad? Because when I met yes. you, you might yeah, have hated. Was. You might have hated your dad as much as you hated God. When I met, I you. think
2: I hated. I hate. I hated. Well, I think a lot of that came from my hatred of religion, made me resentful of my mother, and then I got like. Furious at my dad for leaving because I don't know. I guess I sort of attributed some um, uh, saviour-like qualities to him, perhaps mm. like he should have been there to save me from this religious bullshit and blah blah blah. Um, but it and it turns out that uh, when when he left, it wasn't of his own uh, accord, but the church that mum had joined bought him a a one-way ticket to New Zealand
0: oh shit
2: yeah and he was a weak alcoholic man so he just uh he just well he's I'm like him and he's a fatalist so (laughs) it's just he just went ah, that's it then just left (laughs) even though that wasn't it but it was for him at the time and so yeah that's what happened there and when I found that out I was I was uh Obviously more thrilled with religious people and, and uh, Christianity in general the great the greater uh, family values, yeah, right sort of espouser of our world do you feel like
1: um I guess having that religious upbringing and, and all the trauma and stuff that comes from that like has that closed the door to other kind of spirituality or or, or like I guess practices like? meditation and stuff which have a kind of spiritual aspect to it or you
2: mm, Meditation though, is not for me I don't yeah. my brain wouldn't it, well not wouldn't but it doesn't um, it doesn't quiet down in that way like yeah. I I still I still do graffiti and and painting is like a. Um, my psychologist was like oh that's that's your meditation that's like a physical meditation yeah because I I, I switch off when I'm painting like all I think about is the piece and you know what the, the paints doing my arms doing all that kind of stuff so um, I've got that I, I I'm pretty closed off to spirituality I don't I, th- I feel like it's pretty black and white you know I don't I don't if we're obviously conscious and I don't see how consciousness, as as we are, so as Dominic and Todd and Joel carries on when you're dead. You know what I mean? What about like, Dan? Sorry, Dan. Dan doesn't count. I Dan did yeah, think Dan, about Dan. Dan
1: transcends consciousness. Well, I Dan. Have,
2: Dan I'm really bad forever. with names and I thought it was Dan and then I didn't want to get it wrong. So <laughs> Are sorry. you an atheist? No? I am an atheist, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Dan?
1: Yeah. Yeah. See, I was raised like strictly atheist, like just, you know, I think maybe because my dad was raised Catholic. And so there was just well, nothing, that's what, everything was science, right?
2: That's what Bowie's getting yeah. and the kids, the other, the other kids.
1: But in my old age, I guess I've been, I've, you know, like because I've gotten into meditation and um, having a chronic illness, you sort of, I, we were talking about this in the last podcast, that actually you become open to things that there's just no way I would have been open to before. Um, Cranial sacrum therapy is one of them. Like, I don't really understand what the fuck it is, but it's just like this thing where you go lie on this bed and this person kind of meditates and holds different parts of your body. And when someone told, and someone said, look, I'll give you a free session. And I was just like, yeah, Is that right. like
2: Reiki? Nah, it's like different Reiki? than Reiki.
1: I feel like maybe Reiki's bullshit, but, um, but I don't know. But this <laughs> anyway. they just hold their
2: hand over your head?
1: Nah, so they, they hold your ankles, they hold underneath your spine, and they hold the back of your neck. Are they so the police.
0: First, what's that? Are they police? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me tell my story, motherfucker. Anyway, Sorry. so I went and got the session right and I was super sceptical and I was like, this is probably bullshit, but this woman that offered it to me was super nice. And, and I went and did it and she was like, I didn't tell her anything about my condition or nothing. And then, and then she she was like, at the end of it, she was like, oh, you had a sore hip. Your hip's not going to hurt anymore. And my hip has deteriorated. Like i got massive arthritis in my hip. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. And I got, and I, but I hadn't said anything to about it. And I got up and just, and it's never been bad again. And it's just been a series of things like that. And the same, I went into the Vipassana meditation thing and it just fucking changed.
2: And it,
1: I don't know, it's but weird. Do you it's, think,
2: I don't think that's spiritual.
1: But it's not not spiritual either though. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's something in between. And I'm sure that there's probably someone smarter than me that actually has terms for these things. But I guess because I've been so ward off to it, because of the way I, I was going to say
2: something really cynical, then and just no, go, okay,
0: go, tell me. It? Yeah, say
2: placebo. It.
0: Placebo. Maybe well, that's that's what makes it hard to know, right? If you're kind of aware of placebo effect, then you know. But I mean, but if something works with placebo effect, then it's still good. It works, right?
2: yeah. Of course, it's great, and who cares? But
1: it's also, um, I guess, it's the idea as well that there's obviously. Infinite amount of things that science can't explain at this point that exist, and there's, yes. e- there's every chance that you know that that is possible to tap into those.
2: Mm. But I don't think there is a god, a god being. No,
0: no. I, don't
2: I don't believe no. that. I don't mm. believe that to be at all possible. Apart from no. me Dan, anyway. none of us
0: think that. it wouldn't make any sense, or it makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. It makes no. zero
2: sense. No, and. And My what's fault. more is, is like the things that science can't explain now, it's still trying to explain constantly. And so at some point, things that we're blown away by now may not be crazy. Sure.
1: What just made you pick the up the God delusion when you were like a what? Christian?
2: Oh, I was in the hardcore and um, this band called Had a Nightmare were fucking getting. Pretty Te- big, and were they teasing he, you? They were like, "Hey, <laughs> were they teasing you?" No, they weren't. Oh. But I, I, he, uh, Boehner got up and burnt a Bible at this hardcore fest, and I was just like, "That's pretty cool. Why is he doing that?" And, I was <laughs> like, and um, and then because uh, everyone was like, "Fuck, it's crazy," he got on stage and burnt this Bible, and I was like, yeah, "That sounds pretty good. Maybe I like the idea of burning a Bible." And, I can't remember who I was talking to, but someone was just like, read this. And then I read it, and I was fucking furious, livid. Man. Couldn't <laughs> believe it.
1: How do you feel about Richard Dawkins now, though? Because he's sort of shown himself... Oh, he's, himself such, a, he's
2: such a prick, yeah.
1: Because I read that book, too. I actually read it at your house, Todd, when I came and stayed with you in Melbourne. I don't know if I brought it or you had yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, it just
2: did the rounds. I think it's yeah. just one of those things. But I
1: remember being like, "Hey, this is cool. I'm into this." And then watching videos of him being like, "This guy sucks, man." You know Someone, I mean? Yeah.
0: Someone left it yeah, in the it's... boot of my car, and that. Well, what was made it me, you, Joel? That Probably made me. That made me wonder: Is God real? <laughs> yeah. Found this. Blau- but you you had
1: some dalliances with um, religion, though, Todd. Remember when you didn't yeah. believe in evolution and JJ wouldn't let you back in the car till you said that. Evolution's real.
0: Yeah, no, I've I've been I was indoctrinated at in periods of my life as a young person. <laughs> what, what People were trying to put the bro Jesus Christ deep inside me. Yeah.
2: That sounds
0: like a reversed story. No. Hey.
1: We were we were in um ah. what's that? we were in Sydney and we'd done a show and then Todd <laughs> Uh, somehow, I think I might have mentioned on stage or somehow it came up that Todd didn't believe in evolution and JJ said, you can't get in the car until you say that evolution is real.
0: I feel like that was in New Zealand and not with JJ. But well, no, it was with JJ. We were just on
1: that. Remember we went on the tour with these nuts and no one came to the shows and JJ got really upset and then um, we were taking the ecstasy that didn't work
0: the whole Man. time. Oh, wow. Double but whammy. E-
1: but every night we'd be like, oh,
0: maybe it'll work now. Sounds like a bad night. But um, it was alright. Joel, have you ever considered? You know how that was kind of your genesis into saying "fuck God." The what was the band called? Her Nightmare. Per- yeah. Perhaps when you guys are back at River Stage next, get the um, kidnap the Jesus character from um, Sunny Coast, and just like light him up on stage. Wow. That's some like. <laughs> You've been listening to Cage again. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because he, he's gone all weird, hasn't he? He's a, he's like real alt-right now, eh?
2: Mm. He does seem that way, yeah.
1: I think maybe he was always a fuckwit, but... um,
2: Made good music. <laughs> you reckon? You reckon? He's, he's, just, he,
1: he's good right. at rapping, so I overlooked it for a while. Yeah, Cage. Yeah. But with him in Cage.
2: Yeah. But, yeah. yeah.
1: But there was a long period of time where pretty much every rapper was a fuckwit, apart from, you know... Maybe Andre 3000 seemed like he was always nice.
2: But he's like a New York underground rapper. You can't expect him to be a good person.
1: Yeah, but even like mainstream, like who, who, who between like sort of 93 and, I don't know, 2005, like what rappers would like sort of espousing anything that you'd sort of agree with in a conversation?
0: Mm, Future the other day on Twitter, like said thanks to all like the different mothers of his kids for Mother's Day. I think there was, I saw at least five tweets to a different woman. Um, that was nice. Yeah, it was pretty cute. And, but, and, but they, they weren't all, they were all personalized too. Like they mentioned the kids, the mom and like how he appreciated them and shit. I was like, yeah, Future's a role model. Yeah. I
2: don't
0: know. Is any, no musician
1: is a role model? Well, no one. Don't you think that no one's a role model? I
2: think: No, being, no I, don't, I don't believe that to be
1: problematic. Mm. Mm.
2: I don't believe that to be true, though, because you can, you can be a role model on a different level. When you're, when you're removed from someone, so when you've got someone that's in a, in a famous or public uh, place, and you try and project what you want onto them, creating mm. a role model that way. Then I don't think it's possible, but you can definitely have a role model in real life. Yeah,
1: no, I guess I guess I phrased that wrong. I guess I was thinking more like um, having a hero. You know, having like, a
2: hero like, is stupid.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. That's what I. That's what I meant.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but I, I think the other thing is though that people. It, it's weird with music is that it seems to be one of, that that art form. That everyone forgets that it's an art form. Do you know what I mean? Like the sort of. I know. I've written a song about
2: that. What's that? Have you written a song about that or a poem? I don't know.
1: Written so much crap in my time. But anyway, um, I know. I just think about that a lot because people are like, this person did this thing. And it's like, yeah, but it's just an artist. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Mm. And artists are very well known for doing very stupid shit
1: all the time. But it's... I mean, don't, being an artist is a fucking stupid thing.
2: <laughs> it's true. Well, But you can't help like it. No one
1: in their right mind would fucking be like, hey, I'm going to be... do this really... It's a disability. Thing. Yeah. Well,
0: it's crazy to, to like the level that, personally speaking, I've done music and some of the kind of things you get afforded, just even at the level I've done it, I'm like, this is a bit silly. Like, you you know... All <laughs> right. Taking... <laughs> Taking a person with a, <laughs> with a fucking predispos- predisposition to violence and just saying, oh, here's all this free booze and you can kind of like be a bit of a dickhead at the venue or whatever. And it's fine. And it's fine. So like I can't imagine, like if I'd had big success with music when I was younger, it would have been a fucking disaster for sure. Yeah, um. you'd
1: either be dead or you'd have killed
0: someone. Yeah, something bad would have happened.
2: Maybe not. I mm, tried. To, I, I don't know. I I tried to die a few times and it didn't work. So you never know. You might might get lucky. You have gotten lucky. <laughs> Do you remember we like me? We
0: pushed the car in the river.
2: We did. Yeah. That was fun. That was. You fun. pushed a
1: car into a river. Yeah. Yes. That would have been
2: fun. Yeah, it was, it was real funny. Fun. I feel like that car was for sure stolen and left there during the show. And we we, we were just the crowning glory.
0: I feel like you tell yourself that to feel better about it. (laughs) I don't care about it. (laughs) Oh, you don't? Yeah. Yeah, why would you care? No, I don't
2: have any feelings one way or another about it. It, it, Yeah. I thought it was very funny. That was hilarious. Paul Wilson's car. That that whole tour was like what people think tour is, (laughs) was that tour. It's I reckon my car's I've the kind done. of
1: car that someone would push into a river and I just think how upset I'd be if I came no, out. No, this was a nice car. No. Oh, really? It
2: was, uh, it was Mine, not mine's a poor not a per- nice car. This it was wasn't
1: not a poor person's, person's car. car. Mine's, <laughs> mine's the worst car wherever I go. Yeah, Whenever yes. I'm working with the kids and they're like, which one's your car? And I'm just like, find the shittest car in the
2: car park.
0: <laughs> Joel, Joel knew that without having any idea of what car you have.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I feel <laughs> like even if you could afford a, a really good car, you probably wouldn't. You'd just buy the shit one.
1: Probably, but I don't know. I have a tendency to um, impulse purchases. Like you were talking about with really? a motorbike. Mm. I,
2: I, bought, I bought like… Yeah, but I, was, I wasn't I was in my right mind when I did that. Now yeah. now I have a motorbike and a motorbike license. Do you ride your motorbike? I've been riding it, yeah.
0: Well, see, it's it's funny that you say that though because when you were talking about, you know, the episodes where you do strange things, I was like, these kind of sound like things Don would do. And I was like… <laughs> He's just got this replacement <laughs> replacement dog and now he's taking up illustrating <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, does Dom have B P too?
1: I bought so many track pants as well. I yeah. bought five years of track pants.
0: What's that John? Track pants. I bought
2: a uh trackies. You've got I've, trackies I've over there. I've I've bought some funny things recently.
1: Do you wanna know a funny story about Australian track pants?
2: Yeah. Sure.
1: When I was did it
2: involved scurvy? No, nah, this is post-Scurvy.
1: Um, okay. I was um, I moved to Australia and um, I had just got these new Echo, these bright red, shiny Echo track pants. And in New Zealand they were dope. Like when I'd wear them, places people were like wow, those pants are dope. And I got I to Australia those pants. and all the junk, all the junkies will <laughs> had those same pants. Like <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. I remember those pants because you're wearing them in the photo shoot where you're sitting on all the trash. Yeah. And I remember I was like, fuck, Dom doesn't need those pants. I should have them. <laughs> yeah, see? New Zealanders love
1: them. Australians gave me so much shit. I wore them to some hardcore show and everyone was teasing me the whole time going, Jason, Jason.
0: Man, you were, you were 10 years too early. They would have loved those pants 10 years later at the hardcore show. Yeah. Well. Hardcore is weird, isn't it? It is weird. Yeah. It's, very it's, a, strange, it's a strange scene.
1: I'm glad that I was kind of in and out of that community.
2: Yeah, but rap and hardcore are not much different, really. In New Zealand,
0: they're they're pretty different. different. Like, there's
1: there's a big class distinction in this country. Well, there was when we were doing it. It might not be the same now, but...
2: With hmm. hardcore and rap.
1: Hardcore was very middle class, and then rap was very working class. And I remember being at hardcore Ah. shows, and I was like, how come I can't... I don't know, you just always felt out of place, and then you're like, oh, because these people... You know. Right.
2: They oh, have stable homes with families.
1: Yeah, and just kinda the like jobs. I think it's that thing as well. Like, you know, you're trying to make music with people that have proper gear and got lessons and have cars mm. and you're like trying to get your fucking shitty drum kit to the thing in the fucking taxi or something. You know what I mean? Mm. It was just I don't know. Yeah. Well, right. I, I,
0: I like made incredible friends through the hardcore scene, mostly in Australia rather than New Zealand but there are many occasions where that was very had any kind of affinity to me at all
2: you know, yeah i don't think that the i don't think that the people in the respective scenes are necessarily similar but i think the, the some of the some of the core ethos in like being um like having positive feelings about crime, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of there that there's there's that and then there's like you yeah. know, like skate skateboarding and hardcore and punk and hip hop all have this like counterculture kind of vibe happening at the
0: lower level at least. You know what it is? The desire to destroy things, to wreck yeah. things. Yeah. To fuck shit up, yeah.
2: I, I think still that's have the that common
0: bond. Yeah, I yeah. get it occasionally. Less so these days, but I, occasionally. Um, I I'm a bit have tired
1: it. these days. <laughs> I have it all
0: the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was saying to, I was explaining to my nephew today that the baby, Louis' baby that I live with, needs like he has to let her chill sometimes so she can wind down. And yeah. then I was like, oh, like me, like she can only play for a short time. Then yeah, she, then, it out. yeah, then she got to go lie down like Uncle Todd. I've been getting um,
1: these, I've been getting these emails from Bandcamp for months now, and it says um, reminder: you've got money from Bandcamp. Bandcamp Incorporated has sent you zero point two nine New Zealand dollars.
2: Fuck oh, yeah! Nice. And I'm just like, that's that's not too far off what our first uh, royalty statement from <laughs> APRA New Zealand was twenty seven. No, maybe 87 cents
0: or something. Fuck. guess you yeah. could say you won the day that day. We, we are. I won the day. I laughed very hard. So I think, I think we're up to about an hour, but I wanted to finish with something, Joel. And the other week, I was talking about experiencing joy. <laughs> fuck and experiencing joy is a great topic because, fuck, we've, we've talked about a lot of sad shit. Um, but anyhow... I hadn't seen, for the listeners, I hadn't seen Joel for many, many years, and we don't communicate heaps, and when we do, we're often disagreeing. Um, On rap a, music. Yeah, or whatever it is, but in a fun way. But um, the when I finally caught up with you and Aaron and the other guys a few months ago, the next day, I spent the next day just being like super appreciative of friendship, and... People who you might not see for years that you love, and then you see them, and it's hilarious and funny. Yeah. and it fun. It felt like
2: I saw you the day before.
0: Yeah, mm. and it was so cool. And then I, and then like today, I was like, oh, that's experiencing joy. That's what that is.
2: Yeah, I didn't think about that. Probably because it comes, and then you're confused about what is this feeling, and then it goes.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like being accidentally high. <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
2: You're like, what just happened to me? I'll never know. It it may never come back.